So, we are, pardon me, in our fourth week of using parallel scriptures or finding the parallels in sacred scripture from the world that would seem from the outside to be very different religions, but when we take them to their depth, love wins. <laughs> love wins. So today we're talking about Jesus and Krishna. You probably know who Jesus is. I'll help you out with Krishna. So what I want to read um, from today is Matthew 10, 34 from Jesus. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And then something similar. The Bhagavad Gita, which is where Krishna is very um, centrally figured, is the story of a war. It begins with the soldier Arjuna who is ready to go into battle to defeat his enemies, to claim to put the right people on the throne, the people who actually deserve the throne, have inherited it, are the good and moral people taking it away from the people who are corrupt and have gotten the throne by um, hook and by crook. <laughs> and yet, as he looks out on the battlefield and surveys all of these people, he says, how can I, how can I kill? How can I kill anyone? I can't do that. Um, it would be better if I just lay down my sword and allow them to kill me. And Krishna, who is Arjuna's charioteer, he's just driving the chariot. He's not a warrior. He's just driving the chariot. And yet, he is an embodiment of God. And he says to Krishna, This despair and weakness at a time of crisis are mean and unworthy of you, Arjuna. How have you fallen into a state so far from the path of liberation? It does not become you to yield to this weakness. Arise with a brave heart and destroy the enemy. Your words are wise, Arjuna, but your sorrow is for nothing. The truly wise mourn neither for the living nor for the dead. There never was a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor any of these kings. Nor is there any future in which we shall cease to be. Just as the dweller in this body passes through childhood, youth, and old age, so at death he merely passes into another kind of body. The wise are not deceived by that. Feelings of heat, cold, pleasure, pain are caused by the contact of the senses with their objects. They come and they go, never lasting long. You must accept them as serene spirit accepts pleasure and pain with an even mind, unmoved by either, he alone is worthy of immortality. 
Yikes! We have the word not worth, we have this idea of unworthiness, and we have this idea of not peace but a sword. Here's the thing. I'm just going to give you all the clue right from the beginning. All the battles are within us. All the battles are within us. And after that first chapter, it becomes very clear in the Bhagavad Gita as Krishna starts to tell Arjuna, here is how to overcome yourself. Here is how to overcome your egos, your ego. Here is how to overcome those parts of yourself that would argue with you that would make your way not plain and clear, that would sidetrack you and take you down distracted roads. Jesus said the same thing, or I believe he meant the same thing. A man against his father, a daughter against her mother. That means if anything in your life is more important to you than the good of your spirit, then your spirit is not going to win. So the only battle is, are you allowing love to win? And what do you need to do to allow love to win? I want to read from um, the Gospel of Thomas, Logian 10. Now, the Gospel of Thomas is one of the Nag Hammadi Gospels. It was discovered much later, um, had been hidden by some priests when the Catholic Church was burning things that they didn't like, <laughs> that didn't want to go into the canon. Um, and it was discovered, and it is the gospel that is only the sayings of Jesus. It's not, um, it's not a story about Jesus. It's only things that he said, um, or that were, that were recorded as he said them. I have come, I'm sorry, uh, 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 I have cast a fire upon the world, and see, I watch over it until it is ablaze. He also says, people probably think that it is peace I have come to impose upon the world, and they do not recognize that it is divisions that I have come to impose upon the earth. So think about divisions as choice, as choice. We're not here to just follow the easiest path. We're here to see things clearly so that we can make the choice that is for love the choice that will allow love to win in us. And I said this many times before, and I know you look out at the world, and it looks hopeless sometimes. But I believe that love wins. Love wins always if it wins in you. The moment you allow what is going on on the earth to distract you from the truth of who you are, the moment that you allow yourself to respond to hatred with hatred, to respond to fear with fear, to respond with self-righteousness to those who seem to be less than, then love doesn't win in you. And I do believe um, when Jesus said, I came to bring a sword, he meant, I came to bring a sword against the status quo. I came to bring a sword against your complacency. And you have to understand that the audience he was speaking to, he was speaking to Jews who had been taught 
by the Pharisees and Sadducees that if you just follow all these rules to the letter, and there's a bunch of them, you could spend all your time just making sure you're following all those hundreds of rules. But if you do that, you're fine. Doesn't matter how you act. Doesn't matter if you love anybody. Doesn't matter if you use the temple to buy and sell stuff. None of that matters if you're following the rules. And Jesus said, with the rules. I bring a sword to the rules. The only rule is love. Are you letting it rule within you? Are you letting it rule within you? Krishna says, considering your dharma, Arjuna, you should not vacillate. For a warrior, nothing is higher than a war against evil. The warrior confronted with such a war should be pleased, Arjuna, for it comes as an open gate to heaven. If you do not participate in this battle against evil, you will incur sin, violating your dharma, your purpose, your way, and your honor. So here's the idea that if you, whatever it is you came on this earth to do, you do it with love. Arjuna was a warrior. He said it doesn't really matter what you do, it matters how you do it. More than that, it matters who does it. Who are you when you're doing what you're doing in your life? Not everybody is going to be a nurse or a researcher trying to cure cancer or Mother Teresa. But all of us have something to contribute. Even if what we think what we're doing is very small, if we do it with love, then love wins. Love wins. And so this is my personal battle, y'all, when I watch the news, which I try not to do any more often than necessary to just kind of keep up with what's going on. When I hear people speak out in hate, which I try not to do, I don't go on social media because I don't want to hear that. But when I hear that, when I feel that call, because I feel it strongly, how dare they? How dare someone come and shoot people and think it's okay because they're people that are different from them? And the truth is, there is no people different from us. There is only one race, that's the human race. But in their fear, they have fallen for lies told by other people who are in their fear. So if we join them in their fear, are we going to let fear win? That is our battle. Day by day by day. Don't let anything but love win this battle inside you. And sometimes that looks like surrender, and sometimes that looks like fight. Sometimes I am in a place where I can say, God be God in me, and know that I'm okay and I'm on the right path. And sometimes I have to go, Melinda, get out of the way. <laughs> they mean the same thing, right? God be God in me. Because the only thing that keeps God from being God in me is me. And so sometimes I have to fight her. Sometimes I have to put her in her place. Sometimes I have to draw my sword on her.
so that I can allow myself to surrender to the love that I believe in, to the love that I believe is who I am and why I'm here. All war is within. All war is within. So when we face our inner truth, then our outer truth will change. We will look upon the outer world differently. And as Krishna said, nothing in this world is permanent. Nothing. But love is permanent. And the only way we will win the war to let love win in this larger world, in this outer world, is to let love win within us. Never think that you can fight evil with evil. Never think you can fight hatred with hatred. Never think you can fight self-righteousness with your own self-righteousness that's more righteous because it's better than their righteous. Right? That's what we do. That's what we want to do as humans. That's what we want to do. And as Krishna said um, in this story, he said, um, heat, cold, pleasure, pain, whatever, all of that come and go. They don't last long. Accept them. Okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. Then we begin to notice that these are our senses attached to things. Our senses attached to appearances. Our feelings attached to what we are thinking in our minds. I know why he did that. Do we? Is it helpful to assume you know someone else when you don't? Because is not that not the same thing that the people who are perpetuating racism are doing? I think I know who you people are, and I'm scared of you, so I'm going to get rid of you real quick. And the whole problem is that they don't know who these people are. And you know what? You don't know who anyone else is until you know who you are inside yourself. And if you are nurturing or hiding unworthiness, then you have not realized the love that you are here to be. And so, yes, I believe that if it is your call, if it is your duty to fight in the world, whether that be fight politically, whether it be fighting in a letter campaign, whether it be standing up for justice, there's all kinds of fights that can happen in the outer world. And I'm not telling you to do them or not do them. I'm saying that whatever you do, if you don't do it with love, you are contributing to the hatred. And so if you're going to fight for good, do it with love in your heart. Do it with knowing that the other person is good and they just don't know it yet. Can you believe that? That everybody who appears to be evil is somebody who has not discovered their own worth and their own beauty and their own value and the love in which they were created and which they actually are here to live. Course in Miracles says, there is a course for every teacher of God. 
The form of the course varies greatly. So do the particular teaching aids involved. Warrior, teacher, shoemaker, right? But the content of the course never changes. Its central theme is always God's son is guiltless and in his innocence is his salvation. So that means... We do what we're here to do. If you're a shoemaker, make shoes with love. If you are a volunteer, volunteer with love. If you are a runner, run with love. If you are a friend, approach your friendships with love. If you are watching the news, approach the news with love. That's the hard one, right? you are on social media, approach social media with love. You know, this kid in Buffalo was radicalized by social media who told him something that fed into his fear and made him feel justified in his unworthiness and allowed him to put it out there. They're the ones that are making me unworthy. Couldn't possibly be me. They're the ones. He was radicalized by people online who were spreading hate. Why couldn't we radicalize people with love? We can, but not if we respond with anger and hatred and fear to all the anger and hatred and fear in the world. So we respond with love. I'm going to read another parallel verse. Course in Miracles says, this course can be summed up very simply. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. The Bhagavad Gita says, that which is non-existent can never come into being. And that which is can never cease to be. Those who have known the inmost reality know the nature of is and is not. That reality which pervades the universe is indestructible. No one has power to change the changeless. Love wins. We will not change the fact that this world was created in love. We will not change that love is who we are meant to be but we will delay our awakening to it indefinitely until we're willing to do whatever it takes. That's all it means. Turn father against, turn son against father and daughter against mother-in-law. It doesn't mean you get to attack your mother-in-law if you don't agree with her. It means whatever it is in you that is standing in the way of your claiming the truth of the love that you are, get rid of it. If it's over-attachment to things, if it's attachment to a person or a relationship, if it's attachment to, okay, I, I, and I have experience with this, by the way, there was a time in my life that I prayed for years and years for something to change with my heart. And I didn't realize this until afterward, but what I was doing was saying, God, please, 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 I will do anything you ask of me, except this one thing. 
not going to do that. Please don't make me do that. Not going to do that. Can't let go of that. And then eventually, the sword of love <laughs> cut my legs out from under me and dropped me to my knees and made me willing to say, okay, God, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. And that moment of surrender to love, of surrender to a higher power that I call God or love or spirit, that you can call Fred if you want to, that surrender to something that is so much greater and has the entire perspective, not just my little tiny perspective. From that moment, my life began to change and I began to heal and my relationships began to heal. And the thing that I let go of was restored to me. When I was holding on to it, it was not mine. But when I let go and trusted that wherever God took me, I was going to go there. Wherever, pray that prayer, y'all. It's a scary prayer to pray, but it works. God, whatever you ask of me, I will do. Wherever you lead me, I will go. And when those ideas come up of, oh, but what if I have to lose this? Or what if I do this? Or what if I do this? Or what if he doesn't love me anymore? Or what if she um, does, leaves me? Or what if I don't have what I need? All of those things that come up, those are our attachments. Those are the things that we have attached to and somewhere in our psyche put in place of God. Because... My retirement account is not what takes care of me in retirement. My relationship with God is what takes care of me in retirement. It's not saying I don't have a retirement account. It's just saying I understand what the source is. The source is not anything that I can attach to. The source is infinite and it can work through anything. Anything, any person, any account, it can work through anything. So I had one more reading. In the Gospel of Thomas, he says, People probably think that it is peace that I have come to impose upon the world, and they do not recognize that it is divisions that I have come to impose upon the earth. Fire, sword, battle. Indeed, there will be five in a house. There will be three over two and two over three, parent over child and child over parent, and they will stand at rest by being solitaries. And what that means is, I think, exactly what the Buddha said, seek out thy own salvation with diligence. They will stand at rest as solitaries. When we are not holding on to every relationship and every this has to be the way it is, and we stand in front of God as ourselves, that is when we find what is called salvation. That is when we find and can live from the truth of who we are. And so one last quote from Jesus, which is one of my favorite, favorites. He says, look, I am sending you out as sheep 
in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. What that means to me is that I have a God-given intellect and I get to use it. I don't have to ignore the evidence of my eyes. I just have to understand that there is something greater than that. And that whatever I do, whatever I discern out there with my wisdom, my cunningness, some, some translations say as cunning as a snake, as wise as a serpent, whatever it is that I discern with my cunning, it will not override how I act in love. It will inform it. So, are you ready to get out your sword? Yes. The sword of love. Thank you.